Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. It's the last one for tip-off of the 2019-2020 NBA season. We're going to do over-unders today. We are going to talk about league pass teams. And it's actually been a really eventful day because I feel like every time I look on Twitter, there's a new extension that comes out and uh, talk about all of those and the upcoming season. PJ, what up, dude? Thank you. You sound great. You've clearly been working on your vocals going into our third season doing this pod. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doing a lot of uh, How Now, Brown Cow. Uh, All those other alliterations to make sure all my pronunciations and vocals are in tip-top shape. Well, I appreciate that. I'm sure everyone listening appreciates that. They better. But, uh, we have a lot to talk about, Peach. Uh, I'm curious to, to get your reaction to some of these extensions that came out today. So I'm going to kind of rattle off. Uh, well, these really started this past weekend. We're recording Monday night, obviously. Uh, season started tomorrow. But pass, with Pascal Siakam's extension, four years, $130 million, uh, which was then followed by a bunch of extensions uh, today. Buddy Heal getting four years, 86, but that to 100-plus. Jalen Brown, four years, 115. A one-year extension for 14. And then Sabonis, who was rumored that he was going to be potentially traded, uh, get inked uh, four-year, $77 million extension today. So, Peach, what, uh, were any of those particularly surprising to you, and if so, which ones? Uh, I mean, I, I think the Siakam one was, was kind of surprising just from the aspect of him getting the full rookie max uh, and kind of where... I think a lot of that is is based on where they're projecting him to be, and kind of now this season he'll his role is definitely going to be expanded. Uh, given all that, still was, that number was was surprising to see, um, but I think it was good that they did get whatever the extension was they needed to with him done, just so that wasn't looming over the team going into you know this season and and. and the off season as well. I think just having that be a focal cornerstone now established. Uh, the Jalen Brown number though was probably the biggest uh, <laughs> biggest surprise. My goodness, yeah, shocking. I mean, and it's kind of the same logic, right? But at the same time, uh, it, it's going down a path of these Celtics, which is just like, all right, you've got all these quote unquote assets. And it kind of feels like you're just going to build this up to be in basketball hell in some in a small sort of way uh, if you're just going to lock up all your cap into some of these other players. And I don't really – I don't see the benefit for the Celtics on that one in particular to have locked him up before the season. And I would have – I may have gambled with that one going into restricted and seeing what number I get. From him, but if they really think that that's a, a good offer, and he would have maybe gotten more from another team uh, in the off season, then good for them. But I don't know. 
Uh, who who would have been offering Jalen Brown that kind of money? And I mean that just says right that they're projecting that he's kind of same like I said with Siakam, it's so kind of future potential there with, with that I contract. I think with Siakam, you are paying you are paying for results that you have gotten. I mean Siakam was not a slouch last year, and he's gotten better every year. He but, seven, he was seven. He had thirty points in the first. In the playoffs, he kind of was. Like, I I don't. Siakam was he consistent in every postseason game? No, but was did he have moments where he was really good and was deserving of being right. like the second best player on a final team? Because at the end of the oh, day, oh yeah, he had flashes. I think I think if you look back at the Raptors finals run, he was probably their second best player. Uh, you could make the argument that Kyle Lowry was, but he he was right there. Uh, everyone remembers mm. Lowry's game six Kyle and everything Lowry he was. did there, but Siakam was a huge reason why they got to a 1-0 start in that series. Siakam averaged 17-7 last year. He's gotten better every season. Uh, he expanded his game out to a three-point shot above league average last year. Yeah, Jalen Brown, Not we haven't seen that kind of success out of him. He's a career 13-4. Uh, he has come off the bench at times. He only started 25 games last year, and this is a guy that you're going to give almost $30 million a year to. I mean, that's it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Uh, so I agree with you that I, I would have went in, I would have tested restricted free agency and tried to get him at a cheaper number. It yeah. just doesn't, you're paying for future potential here, but what flashes they've seen that they think justify giving him that kind of money, I it doesn't, doesn't equate, doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and I mean, just the last part with the Siakam too. It's like based on the mark these franchises. Like, if you're the Raptors, you you're not gonna you're not as much in this quote unquote like the free agent game as as Boston alleges that they are and pretends like they are. Um, so for them, like locking up that cap, I don't know where else they would have used it per necessarily. And it, it sort of seems more and more like direction, at least for this year, is that they are going to really try to compete and give this core like a chance to defend its title, make the playoffs. And I think without Kawhi, it is it is sort of our let's see where these pieces fall and who can make up for that production uh, and, and just that overall role. But Celtics wise, like yeah, I. I'm not sure I see any reason to necessarily do that because this this core, in my opinion, is like they they all took a step back last year, so there was no need to be proactive in I think securing that it stays together necessarily, um, and and that it's, it is puzzle it's just puzzling to me that they would. You know, Danny Ainge's a great, you know, asset acquirer and like locking up Jalen Brown at that number uh, just doesn't seem very advantageous nope, to uh, I, I just flexibility like in the future here. Return for him as a, or, you know, you see how you're doing going into, you know, you sense for what the likelihood is that you're going to get him happy and back in your locker room next year. Uh, but at a at but at a cheaper amount, um, 
and you flip him near the deadline if you if you don't think that's going to work. But Buddy Heald, I think we're in agreement. Is it a lot of money? Yes. Is that kind of the, the rate for a 20-point scorer that is a great three-point shooter? Yeah. I mean, especially a young one that has defensive upside and and has some playmaking ability. Yeah. So I, I had no problem with that. And yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, the the buddy heel number was was fine to me just because he's he plays well with the air, and, um, and it's yeah he's he's a proven commodity. And as far as like at that shooting guard position, you're you're not really getting any other op- many options. I mean, he's probably just from like that position. He's probably top ten guys if you really. I mean, not the shooting guard's never been a, a, a position of depth in the NBA of like really good elite guys. Um, so to have someone solid like him, I, I think that's a, a pretty, yeah, pretty good value. And and if if they're committed to having him be a, a part of the backcourt with De'Aaron, I think that it just makes sense to yep, uh, but not even play around with that one. Really quick, uh, I don't really have. I I think you know. 19 plus million a year for a guy that's going to get you 14 and 10 and he's good defensively and he was putting up those kind of numbers and with not a ton of minutes I I mean I'm okay with it but I don't think it makes a ton of sense for the Pacers to do what they did and it's funny because a, a popular trade that was thrown around was Sabonis for for Jalen Brown, uh, just because it kind of makes sense positionally for those teams and their young guys about to re-sign. But Sabonis, you know, they're they're the Pacers are now paying thirty-five plus million a year yeah, starting I, next season for essentially two centers. And I know that you have Miles Turner who can stretch the floor a little bit, mm. but I still don't. I it's yet to be seen that these two can really complement and share the court with one another for prolonged periods uh, of time. Yeah. But I feel like if anything that came down to it, I feel like Sabonis really? is the one that would stay and Miles Turner would be the one that would go in a lot of... I I know they've invested, but I don't think they've ever been happy with Miles Turner. I think there's there's... Kind of since he well, and even when he was drafted, I think there was a lot of for for him at least was he would need to do a you know X Y and Z would need to happen and for them to really you know feel comfortable with him. I think his um, I mean his Miles Turner's body has gone through a ton of changes as far as his diet, uh, conditioning, and he's he's really had to play into. Um, that body more and and you know with Sabonis I think he just he he fits a modern NBA offense um kind of and is able to be more versatile Milestone is still progressing trying to add a three-point shot and, and be more of an outside threat um but like Sabonis I think is overall like a, a, a more solid defender I think that's just a dude that you can consistently count on, uh, and I'm not this is not necessarily a knock on Miles Turner, but it seems to me like anything time you hear about Miles Turner, it's more of a negative 
kind of a, of a vibe to it from Pacers, from people that cover that team. Uh, there's never been like a real like, oh, this is, um, you know, he he doesn't really even get that love like as far as you, know, you compare him to other guys his age, and that's like, Cat gets glowing remarks by by writers in the league, and, and Miles Turner's never really done much to gain that favorable opinion of him and i think he's a lot of it is because he does have some significant holes in his game still that he needs to develop and his contract was one that they they paid him but they were doing it kind of an expectation that he was going to work that was the thing is towards earning those dollars and um the season it was the narrative was it's going to be miles turner's Miles Turner's breakout season, and it just never really came. You got really his his defense went up a level, and he almost averaged three blocks a game yeah. last year. But I, I agree with you; he's he's falling a little flat. Let's uh, go ahead. Yeah, I yeah, I would just say too as a bonus, it's like that's a solid like a foundational piece. I think you can use within a, a core group of a team, um, and I. I'm a I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Sabonis. I think like really for him, it's more just they need to find a way to expand his role uh, this year and just be able to utilize him more. Because like you mentioned in the beginning, it is sort of like a he he has had a limited role right since they um, got him. Let's uh, let's round up one last preseason story before we talk about league or kind of our top five league pass teams. Because um, I hadn't. You want to skip that, <laughs> or we don't have to. <laughs> so no, let's talk about we're it. Let's talk about the Heat too. But Dion Waiters not getting as much love. Oh, were you, oh, you want to talk about Zion? Oh. Yeah, we yes, that's yeah. True. I think we kind of buried yeah, the lead with these Zion. extensions um, and not talking about Zion. He's gonna come out that he's dealing with this injury with his knee. It was reported it wasn't a major injury, and that but he was, they were going to be precautionary and would likely miss a few games to start the season. And he turns out Zion Williamson had to have surgery to repair his meniscus, which he torn, and will be out six to eight weeks to start the year. Which and it appears they just removed it outright. They just didn't. Try to repair it. They removed his meniscus, so that's kind of a while. It'll be interesting to see what more comes out around that decision. But um, it, you know, there there was a lot of speculation on that that call. But just at his age, it was one thing that I don't think is normally the practice is to just outright remove it. So depending on the status of where it was at, that might be the sort of the sign of of what damage had existed to it but it's a huge bummer man we'll see where how things shake out when we talk about league pass rankings uh in a minute but pelicans would have been tough to not have the number one um with with how great he's looked in the preseason and just with the hype even before even to see him seeing him play an nba minute uh so kind of blindsiding, definitely a huge bummer. Pelicans were 
uh, dark horse pick by some to make the playoffs. I know you weren't quite as hot on them, but you were definitely as excited as anyone to watch Zion play, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's not the – and especially, I mean, you can tell with, like, the league TV, TV – I mean, tomorrow night we're going to have our – when this comes out tonight, you're going to have Pelicans playing the the Raptors and, and, you know, Zion was supposed to be out there. And so for that to not be the case is absolutely – you know, it's it's devastating. It's bad for the league. It's, it's tough for, right. you know, every – no one wanted that to, to be the case, um, so it's it's unfortunate. And hopefully, yeah, he comes back and projected. There's no more. There's no setbacks in his recovery, and we just have a delayed. Uh, you know, hopefully he's back by Christmas. I, yeah, I believe I'm the Pelicans are playing on Christmas. My fingers crossed for that too, and um, hopefully it's closer to the six weeks rather than the eight weeks. I, I saw a tweet today that was, um, I think, eight weeks would be. 30-ish games uh so that's not great uh would be but you know the key thing here yep and the bigger overarching question is are we gonna how, how long are we gonna see a, a healthy zion williamson in the nba uh, it's not a great sign that they're that, you know he went the almost the entire season at duke being healthy i know he had the whole show shoe explosion happened and was hurt for a while after that but the fact that zion's already out a significant amount of time with a knee injury before playing is concerning and i hope you know no one's wishing for anyone to be hurt i'm certainly not uh and hope that this is just like a one-time thing and we see a healthy zion every season from here on out but it is a little concerning because he is an explosive big guy and those got those I don't think we've ever seen a type of player quite like Zion, but really explosive, bigger players in the NBA typically don't have as long of a of a track record. So, keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean that's always. Yeah, I mean that's just that. No, we've never seen someone that size, that type of body, that explosion. It was it it was a question of longevity and and what would happen. If the body started to deteriorate, and really, you don't want to start seeing that before he's even played a, a minute of NBA basketball. So, I mean, it, it injury sometimes happens. Maybe it's something that you know it's better it, it happened now, and he's you know at least he's in uh, NBA building and has NBA medical staff and and to to help. But yeah, you you want him to be able to at least somehow be but able to a have a chance note, to, to uh, fulfill his potential. <laughs> the last funny preseason thing. Deion Waiters already cut, uh, grabbing headlines. Um, suspended one game to start the year because he was uh, throwing some, yeah, throwing some shit. Uh, he was talking shit on IG. And having a tantrum on the, on the bench and a preseason game. Um calling people out that are saying Tyler Hero might be better than Deion Waiters, which I'm not ready to say that, but Heroes look good this preseason. Uh, so none of this, all that surprising, but we'll see if Deion Waiters is on is a Heat, a member of the Heat for very long. 
Uh, he will be. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone's trading for Dion Waiters. Uh, him just saying, like, on Instagram, though, that the only reason Spolstro is winning one championships is because of LeBron and Dwayne Wade was pretty funny. Like, it was... He didn't really, uh, yeah, be, he wasn't too uh, nonchalant with some no, of his comments uh, <laughs> going and everything. So, um, I mean, I guess. I just, yeah, I don't know where he sees it. he's going to win that sort of uh, situation. But, hey, I mean, you know, do what you got to do, Dion. I guess. I mean, he's that money's guaranteed, so maybe he just doesn't give a shit. And I think he liked uh, one comment saying like trade or release him or something. So uh, maybe he's taking a play uh, a page out of Antonio Brown's playbook and just trying to cause absolute untenable circumstances where the Heat just cut ties. No, but I, think you're I don't right, see Pat Riley necessarily let's, doing uh, let's that. Let's jump into League Pass rankings. We'll run to watch on League Pass this year. Um, who do you have at number five? So my number five team. I thought about having them. Is uh, they're not in the my top Dallas five, Mavericks. Good. They're they're gonna um. They will be, you know. I, I just, I at least the beginning of this to kick off the season, and everything. Just the, to, I'm very compelled to watch Doncic and and Porzingis play together and see what they they're able to do. And, and just that, they're a younger team. They're fun. I mean, but yeah, those two guys. I mean, they could turn into being a, a real surprise team for the season. I. Not to say I think they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but um, I, I think just on a given yeah, night, so like they'll be a, a very uh, compelling watch. Having not seen KP play any basketball for a while, uh, for that reason alone, it's um, probably worth tuning into some Mavs game. I I don't have them in my top five. My number five team, which is borderline, you know, needless to say, some of these teams like the Lakers. Gonna watch them. We are going to have the opportunity to watch a lot of Lakers basketball this year. They are going to be on national television a lot. Not going to need, not much of a need to have league pass to catch a Lakers game. Uh, this team is a fringe team uh, as far as that goes. I'm trying to look up the count of national games by team, uh, but I can't find it. I have the Nuggets at number five. Uh, they Their rotation is going to be fun and interesting thing to see this year they do have a little bit of uncertainty with uh, Michael Porter finally getting some minutes for that team and what they're going to do with all their wings because they have a lot of start well borderline startable but definitely rotational wings that are going to get minutes and Michael Porter is you know incredibly talented and big and curious to see how that shakes out but Jokic is obviously the big driver for them too I mean um what? Oh, well, Jamal Murray, and Jamal Murray. I, I am excited to see how he responds to getting that extension. Don't forget Jamal so the Murray. The Nuggets, I don't think, are a shocker. You know, guess what? Nikola Jokic and watching him pass is pretty pretty fun to watch, but uh, I've got them as my number five. Nice. No shocker, because they were my number four team of League Pass. Uh, 
Shout out to Ducey, a <laughs> friend of the pod. Um, yeah, I mean, the Nuggets were a ton of fun to watch last year, and it will be uh, really, really fun to kind of see them in the second year. I think they're going to have a great regular season. Uh, once again, just uh, being able to bring back that same core, the depth they have on that team, um, and adding Jeremy Grant, too, I think is huge for them. Adding some versatility to that team, uh, and yeah, it's just they're 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 someone that how they're structured, they're they're put together. It can come from different places every night, so that's they're they'll be a, a real yep. fun high level um, team to watch all year. Four team is the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, so East Coast gets a lot of love if you live if you live in the Midwest when it comes to uh, league pass. I didn't. I try not to let that weigh into my rankings all that much, but if I was between one team or another, I tend to pick the Eastern Conference team because I'm more likely to be watching them than the Western Conference team. But I think the Hawks are interesting. Are they going to be a playoff team? No. Is tr- are we going to see second? Well, maybe. East is wide open. Bottom half of the East is wide open. Trey Young was awesome the last 30 or so games last year. Are we going to see that? What are we going to see out of DeAndre Hunter? Uh, is Cam Reddish going to flourish in the NBA? Um, I mean, they're just they're an interesting team. A lot of young, fun guys. And they're my number four squad. Yeah, they were on the edge. That was like mine where I was kind of on the edge of – of if I wanted to put them in there or not, I figured you would. But yeah, they're they're definitely probably going to be in the rotation, uh, especially well I, when they're playing some better teams. I'm definitely going to want to watch them. I just don't know if I really want to watch like an Atlanta Hawks and uh, Magic game or that either. Yeah. Uh, so I got for my number three team. I'm, I'm gonna hold on to the Pelicans. Hope be optimistic. Zion's only out that six to eight week timetable. Once he's back, it's it's still good to go. They're gonna be great to to watch. Um, and I, I'm so I am so interested to see uh, how the the Lakers the the core of the Lakers get, that got chipped over there for AD. How those guys perform and. Um, I think overall, I mean, you're going to have even, uh, what's his name? Who's the other rookie? Uh, yep. I'm blanking. Hayes. Uh, is it Jordan Hayes? Yeah. I mean, I think if he ends up being able to scratch the lineup, I mean, he might be able to be a guy that you'll see make some pretty flashy plays um, if he's in that rotation. But I still think there's enough there for the, yeah, from so the Pelican side for you to watch on, a, on a, so any I given night. I echo everything you just said. My number three team is the Miami Heat. Uh, so, I think... Oof. I talked about Hero for you a can second have it. already. I'm excited to see what version of the Miami Heat we're going to get with Jimmy. And he, Was he super fun to watch last year with the Sixers? No, I certainly did not enjoy the time watching him with the Timberwolves. But I'm a little excited to see what Jimmy does down there. I'm very high on the heat when it comes to their over-under. We'll talk about that, too. 
but I just think the Heat had kind of a season from hell last year when it came to injuries and getting things to work. Um, And I think now that they have Jimmy down there and hopefully Tragic healthy, maybe making a trade this year. Um, They got Whiteside out of there. I'm just excited to see what's going on at South Beach. You You clearly are not. Cool. I'm glad you are. Nah, man. I've seen the Jimmy thing play out. We got a number. Yeah, well, we need to, we'll just save it for over-unders. My, my takes on that. Oh, jump, jump. That's it. Oh, my number two team uh, would be the Golden State Warriors. Uh, especially, yeah, this this pseudo kind of mercenary team that they've got. But I do like the Willie Cauley sign signing for them. I think that will be really interesting to see how he plays with that group and how they utilize him and just the, the different things they're going to do kind of in this uh, holding pattern of a season they have, getting Clay right um, and having, having D'Angelo there at least for the time being, you know, there's still speculation of him being moved, but like, I still think they're gonna be a ton of fun. And really, I mean, if anything, we're gonna get Steph throwing up crazy numbers and a ton of shots. I mean, if it's Steph Curry's year to kind of just throw up and 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 show what it would be like if he just got the volume of, you know, either the touches and uses that we've seen from Russell Westbrook and. James Harden the last few years. If we get that of Steph for one season, yeah. So the only reason I didn't like, I'm down for that. That's a ton of fun. Was I had a feeling that they were still going to be on non-league pass a lot this season, and they have the second most nationally televised games of any team in this upcoming season. So, yeah, man. I it's they're they're still I mean even when they're the, the last few I mean I they're I agree watching I Steph like any given night is is tough to not just enjoy. Uh, talked about Buddy. I am just drinking all the deer and fox. Cooking. Really, I hope I hope they have the sense to limit Harrison Barnes minutes. Uh but they probably will play him a lot because they just paid that guy a lot of money. But I, the just Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox alone give me a lot to look forward to. I thought that they were incredibly fun last year. Um, and I still have hope for mm-hmm. Giles having a having a healthy season. It seemed like he was putting things together in in small increments last year. Maybe we see the first ever Harry Giles healthy season, and uh, I'm optimistic yeah. on them. I think they're fun. I think they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I, uh, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm optimistic on the Kings too. I mean, I liked them a lot last year. Um, too. That's a no. I can't hate on that pick. I. I think, yeah, Harry Giles stays healthy. I mean, I think they had just had a really odd cluster in their front court. Um, so I think kind of just a addition by some subtraction and freeing up some more minutes for 
just that their young core is going to be good for them. And yeah, it will be they'll they'll definitely be fun. Um, so my number one team I have didn't think I would put this down, but as we get closer and closer to the season, I just I have become more and more intrigued oh. by it just because I, I didn't want right. to see what they're like, but it's the Houston Rockets. Uh, I'm a, yeah, I, I don't know, man. There's something about, I don't know if they'll be, you know, long-term playoff contention-wise. I'm not sure if they're there, but like in the regular season, I think there's going to be a lot happening around this team. Uh, with Russ and James Harden, I think they are both going to really try to make this work because of friendship and just you know the first year of it. I'm I'm really intrigued to watch a lot of of that. And as long as those guys, um, you know, just the back and forth. Yeah, it's just it is is I think going to be the most fascinating team just from a storyline and of everything they have in this offseason. I do really think like that is from the start going to be like one of the more interesting teams to follow. And I do not think there's going to be many boring, boring games for that team. No kidding. I, that's a fun, if any indication by Daryl Morey's tweet to start this season, the Rockets and that style of basketball, but the Russ thing alone, I think makes it, makes it worth tuning in. I don't, but I think that, yeah, but I think too it's I don't think that style is going to happen anymore because I think the dynamic of those guys is like it it goes both ways. It's like those guys are going to force one another to like have to pass the ball to the other one at least. And it, it, it the basketball is going to have to be different. And it's not going to be I think the same Rockets brand we've seen before, but um you know, the core around them too. I, I do like some of the pieces they added. Uh, some of the fringe guys, those fringe veterans that they added. I, I think there's there's potential for them to be more like that they were two years ago if things stay stay right. I mean, and a lot of it comes down to those two guys and really then it's Kun Capella has to kind of step up um, because he had a terrible season he last did not, year. He didn't seem he didn't seem like he was himself pretty much. He has sound white-sided so I, I it real good. Uh, they're going to be fun. We're going to talk about the Rockets more, though, because we, we got to do over-unders now, man. So let's let's move on. I'm just going to start, and we're going to go alphabetically mm-hmm. how we're feeling about things here. So we've got, first up, the Atlanta Hawks at 34 games. What do you got? So, I'm I'm gonna be optimistic, and I think I like the over for them for two reasons. I think that what we saw from them the last three games of Trey Young, I think he's going to continue to grow and develop, and I think he is going to continue to trend up this season. I also look at just like their being in the East, even just looking in like their division. The teams they're going to be have to play, like I, I, I think even from last year, you saw like a group that was well coached, that was was learning and growing together. But they were for like a year one of it were very competitive in some late games as well. Um, 
and they didn't just like there there weren't really any nights I feel like I saw the Hawks just like give up and get outplayed um, from an effort standpoint. So I think that just alone being a, a year to get farther in together, like they're gonna win some more games and learn to win some of those those late games. And that's always like a thing with younger teams. It's like they can hang around and then it just comes down the fourth quarter there, you know, not able to close out. And I, I feel like year two of Trey Young, like he's gonna learn to do that. And I, I think thirty four so seems I, low I for them so given what they did the last year. I think that in the East there's a lot of unknowns there for sure. My argument against them, you know, they won 29 games last year. Do I think they get a little bit better? Yes. Uh, 34, improving my five-plus wins when you lose. Like, I thought Dwayne Dedman was really good for them last year. They lost a guy like that. They, I think Trey Young, in some ways, kind of caught people by surprise yeah. the second half of the season. Because, I mean, mainly because of how he started the year. He, I mean, I think the first half of the season he was shooting below 30% from three. A lot of turnovers really turned things around. I don't think he's going to be surprising people. I still think that he'll get his on a night-to-night basis. But um, I have a tough time thinking they're going to win more than 34 games. I I have the under there. So we disagree. So Celtics are up next. 48 and a, 48 yeah. and a half games <laughs> I have I have the over for them and I feel pretty good about it they won 49 games last year I what thought it was kind of a season from hell at no point did things seem to be going particularly well for that team Gordon Hayward was still coming off of injury yes they had Ad Halford, Al Horford yes they had Kyrie but I think losing Kyrie and replacing Kemba Walker for that team is a good thing because it was not meshing. There were just problems with them all season with Kyrie, and he was constantly in the headlines. So you replace him with Kemba, who wants to be there. I think that's a plus. You have Gordon hopefully returning more so to form off of injury. Uh, Cantor, is he going to be a mess defensively? Yes. Is he going to give them some things offensively they haven't had from a center in a long time? I think so. Um, I mean, he's offensively... He just, uh, yeah. No, I mean he's. Would I take Al Horford rather than Ennis Cantor? No, not it's not Al Horford. But would I rather have just purely from a scoring aspect Ennis Cantor? Like, dude can get buckets. I don't. Know. I mean he's pretty good. Um, so I have, I have the over with them. I think you're pessimistic though. Mm. I. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I think this team. The Kyrie thing, sure. And I think if Kemba is playing at an all-star level, like I might eat eat my words a little bit. And if Gordon Hayward, as you mentioned, like if he can regain any of how he played for Utah, sure. But like I'm going the under just because of pure respect and like what I feel about Al Horford as a basketball player. And that that, that loss of him was, I think – a lot bigger and we're going to see that this season just with this team and everything around it um i'm i I think the the his role on the celtics was far more important than maybe that side and what you're going to see in in one season philly too like i think i think it's gonna be abundantly clear that that was a huge loss and that you know that danny Ainge, you know whatever you want to say about him as a GM, like yeah, that I mean, is a that, huge that's, failure. I'm not arguing against, but so of what um, Al Horford walked. I, I, I kind of like this team. I'm kind of high on them. 
I could see them winning 50 games. They clearly think highly of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. From everything I've seen about Jason Tatum this offseason, because he was bad last year, I think we're going to see better <laughs> shot selection out of him. I think he'll have a little bit more yeah. freedom and options to play make, and I, I like I, I like their chances at the over. Uh, Nets are up next. 43.5 wins. They won 42 this past season. Uh, I have the under here. I obviously we're not expecting to have KD back. Uh, you replaced D'Angelo Russell with Kyrie. I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm not. I'm struggling to see how this team got better this offseason. I think you're going to have DeAndre Jordan taking minutes away from Jared Allen, where he that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> um, I don't have a great feeling about the Nets this season. Yeah, I mean they had a they had a they had a. Really you don't know how they got better. Season. They got they Kyrie. Um, is Kyrie is Kyrie? Yeah, is is Kyrie better? Uh, yeah, I think he is better. Kyrie's better um, than D'Angelo. I just I I think yeah. a lot of things fell into place for this team last year. I don't see them necessarily having the same amount of success. I like the under. I think he's in a weaker conference this year. Uh, outside of, we talked about the last episode, just besides Milwaukee and besides Milwaukee and uh, Philadelphia, I don't really know who that third best team is yet in the East. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to be Brooklyn, but it could be. Um, and 43.5 seems really low to me. I, I I think with how that team played and their identity last year, I mean, if you want to compare them and the Clippers kind of, I, I think just upgrading talent uh, with Kyrie and him being in a place he wants to be in, uh, it's he's got a lot to prove. And I, I think just that core group and that coaching staff and within the organization, like they're, they're going to find a way to win All right, well, a lot of games uh, on any um, given night. Charlotte is up next. They have a. <laughs> they are not going to be good, but their over under is set at twenty three. Going to be poo poo. Um, that is low. They have the lowest over under, which might be low. Might be a real I low. I give it. I'm. I don't feel great about this team's chances of like being a low key Eastern Conference eight seed run or anything like that. <laughs> But twenty three and a half is is not much, uh, and they still have. I mean, how Rozier? That's the question. It's like, can Terry Rozier actually be a competent starting point guard? If he's okay, if they won 20, 28 games, it wouldn't surprise me. So I, I, that would surprise you. Is that what you said? That would surprise me. I just don't really, yeah. I don't. I don't really see where where this team's gonna be able to consistently where the talent is to like help in any regard. Um, yeah, if I just just from a betting perspective and looking at it, I, I think they're they are going to struggle on a lot of fronts so we, as far as being able to this, to win win out games. Saying who we think would win the over under. Certainly not saying we would bet on all of these. This is one I would I would stay away. 
but I I lean the over. Um, yeah. Just purely because that that is so so low. They won thirty nine games thirty nine games a year ago with, with Kemba. Um, you know that's obviously a huge piece, but I still feel like they have a they could win twenty five games and hit the over. Your squad, the Chicago Bulls, are up next. Thirty three and a half games. Chicago Bills, Chicago Bulls, three thirty three and a half games. A lot of people are excited about what kind of product the Bulls can can uh, be bringing to the table this year. Um, I have the under. My guess is you like the over for them, PJ. For once, I do like the over for the uh, Bulls from the last couple of years. Um, we talked last episode, too, with them. Like I, I like their offseason. do like the pieces they added. Uh, and, and as they go through this season, I mean, I, I think Zach Levine's geared to have a really big season for them. Uh, and as long as he can stay healthy, I think there is a lot of upside for him and the rest of this team and it's just yeah just having adequate nba talent across their roster um and for conceivably this is the first time since they they tore things down though they're they are entering the season with all their key pieces healthy um wendell is should be okay like he's the one question but no one's missing significant time which um, between Laurie last year and a few other things like that, I, I think even just that portion will help them because then you you won't see these kind of lulls that they've had kind of in the re- between maybe the first third of the best. season where they've they've really struggled. Because that's what I'm 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 struggling to see exactly. My concerns with them so is that I don't it, know exactly what their rotation looks like, and I also I think my. The point guard is still a bit of an issue. I like Kobe White. I think that he – I was rooting for the – would have been ha- happy if the Wolves would have drafted him at six. They didn't. He goes to the Bulls. But rookie point guards typically have some problems year one. So I, I, I'm i not hating on him. I'm just curious to see what you think about that yeah. situation. But that's – Well, I so I think that Young is going to come off the bench, but I, I would not be surprised if he's closing out some games for them just because of his ability to defend uh, multiple positions and just being a veteran presence there. I think Sadoransky is going to for sure start to begin the season and get a lot more of the minutes to begin as Cody white develops um but like two I, I think i mean if they're able to move chris dunn since they're very clearly out on him at this point uh what can they get with him and possibly moving some uh, you know denzel valentine there's there's some other pieces on here that i, I think they if they can move and clear up some sp- space there and, and and get just a piece back that helps um would be huge for them and I'm kind of expecting them by the deadline to make some sort of move on this roster. Uh, but I think it's Sadoransky's a great kind of guard, I think, to let allow Co- Cody White to develop um, from from that perspective. And I think, yeah, point guard's going to be a challenge for him. But I think Zach Levine's going to have more of a dominant uh, 
role on the team, though, ball handling wise, too, kind of as. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this, really especially found, the early part of the I, season. I just think it's. I think they're going to be right around the number. I, I don't think that they're going to be well below thirty three wins. I just think it's close. I think that they. I think Vegas has, has that one pretty pretty spot on. So we'll we'll see. Uh, Cavs are next. Nineteen wins a season ago. Twenty four and a half this upcoming season. What do you think? Tough to think, especially if they trade Kevin Love, which nah, nah. If they're gonna do it. Now seems to be the time. Yeah, but I think depending on how they start is like their only hope if they come out winning some games. But I think by the deadline they're gonna be major sellers, and this team is just gonna be. Um, Prime for a yeah. They just for don't another, have. I mean, obviously, yeah, maybe nineteen twenty one season. Two guys to be optimistic about, and I'm definitely excited to see Darius Garland play. I mean, we barely got to see the guy last year, um, but they don't. They just don't have a ton to be excited about. Their wings are Kevin Porter Jr., C.D. Osmond, Dylan Windler, who's actually had a pretty good summer league and it was kind of fun to watch but uh they just don't have they picked up picked up alfonso mckinney off of waivers they just <laughs> there's very little to be excited about there even in the east so i'm with you on the under uh dallas mavs are up next 41 and a half games they won 33 a year ago so you pick up KP, definitely thinking that that number is going to be higher than that. I still like the under. West is even better. KP, new system. How is he going to fit? Could this team be a playoff team? Yes, but I'm betting that it takes a year or two to put things together, and I have the under. I think it's at least going to take them a full season here and – yeah, I'm with you on the under because I think just the early part you're gonna need. KB's, I mean, he hasn't played basketball for a year now. Um, just to get him back into basketball shape and comfortable, and not only just coming off an ACL, but also you know doing that on a new team. There's gonna be a lot of bumps and bruises with that, um, and just kind of. I mean, they they struggled at at points last year defensively. So, yeah, I, there wasn't really anything that, that made me think that's going to improve immediately. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I think if things really went well and Kristaps and, and Doncic are, are rolling together, sure, maybe they make a surge for the eighth seed, but I, I don't see it in, in year one of these two ago. guys playing together. Over here. Yeah, same. I I think with... This is like, you know, and we'll continue. This will be part of the storyline for the season. But like, you know, where where they kind of fall in the contending uh, for a title aspect this year, um, not certain. But I think regular season, just as I mentioned a second ago, for the league pass portion too, like it plays in here. Just having the the depth they have, bring back the same core they had a year ago, um, and really. I think just having that consistency, familiarity, while there are a lot of teams, especially the teams that people are picking to contend with them, 
um, had a lot of changes in turnover and like are going to need some time to figure out how to play with one another. The, the fact that the Nuggets don't need to worry about that and just need their guys they have to get better and, and to step up I, I think is huge for them just from uh, being able to win in a regular right season too. component. Obviously, I think they're going to win yeah, 60 West games. It's going to be uh, a beast this year. But they are mining, minus adding, uh, minus uh, getting a couple guys that they did pick up this offseason. Like this, their their rotation is not changing a lot. They they made it to the Western Conference semis. They won a ton of games last year. There's no reason in my mind to think that they're going to be worse, given that all their guys are so young. Like I like the over two. Uh, Pistons won 41 games a year ago. They're set at 37 and a half. Um, I like the over. I mean, I know Blake had about as good of a season as we thought as he could have last year, but I think they uh, getting Derrick Rose, a little additional scoring, a little bit depth at point guard, which they were really thin at last year, uh, certainly helps. And I just think that uh, I think with the East not getting any better, I like their chances at, at getting right around 40 wins again this again this season. Yeah, I don't. I with them, I took the under. I think this is a pretty good number for them. But I just, you know, they they had started out hot in some some aspects last season. And then they just really faded really quick after the first couple months. Um, and I just don't know what this team's identity is. They're like, I, I can't, when I when I think of the Pistons, I don't know or I, and I can't say confidently what's the, the aspect or one thing they do well. Um, yeah, they've got talented guys and they've got, um, you know, Obviously, name recognition from a lot of players, but I just don't know as a no, team unit, a like what do they you know, do well? Griffin gets hurt, misses time, and they that essentially goes out the window. So it, it's tough to, and it, him being hurt is far from the far from an unlikely thing given his track record. Warriors are up next. Forty-eight is the number. What do you got? It is a pretty good number. What do you got? It's a pretty good number. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good number, but I do think, I think the Warriors could, can can squeeze out fifty games. Just you know, once Clay comes back to, um, since he probably around the All Star game, we'll see. I'm not relying a ton on him, but. I I I think Steph is in to put up some monster numbers this year. Um, and, and just with, with adding Russell to, uh, I'm interested to see with what he was able to do from having a great season last year. Like you mentioned kind of when we were talking about the, the nets there. Um, I think we've, I don't know how they're good there. They are terrible at rebounding and they're going to need to fix that right now. But uh, I, I would like to think that they can still with this core and kind of the pride of, 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 that organization, they're they're gonna be competitive, and they're they're definitely I think still gonna make the playoffs in the West. Um, but yeah, that's close. Yeah, but I'll I, I want to give them the benefit really to say it over for right now. 
end up being the two seed in the West, even given everything that's going on with them. So you, you know I like the over. That's no surprise. Uh, I just think you've got a team with that's going to have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. They have a winning infrastructure. That's part of the culture there. Uh, and they, you know, Clay, it really hinges upon are you going to get Clay at the All-Star break or near that? Because I think that if you get Clay for no part of the regular season, 48 is probably tough to get to. Um, if you get Clay, which my thought is because most guys that tear their ACLs, they don't play that next season. Clay Thompson's kind of a different breed when it comes to injuries and playing through stuff. And if there's one guy that I think you could count on rehabbing, getting back from an injury pretty quickly, it'd be Clay Thompson. So I just like the odds of him playing this year. I feel like we're going to see Clay in March. And if that's the case, then I like the over. Uh, Rockets are up next. 43 and a half wins. They won 53 last year. I, I, that's a tough one. Um, I struggled with it. I, I leaned under. Talk me out of it. I just think with the, I mean, they're going to have to figure out a, a different brand here. And I just, um, yeah, kind of, I mean, what we were talking about with the, in the league pass portion of this is just, I think Harden's going to continue to put up numbers and usage wise. Like, I think for him and Russell, it's going to kind of benefit them to not have the crazy usage they both had and just, you know, by both exist, having to learn to exist together, like, benefit from that. Um, and it's, I mean, Russ can't shoot. If Russ can somehow shoot, like, that's going to be. A plus, but just off talent and, and the I, I do like the the supporting cast they have for the two of got their their guys this year. Uh, I think they have some nice redundancies at a few positions with the veteran the, they were able to add kind of in the fringe parts. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think I, I'm banking on Capella not sucking so much and and being if Capella is what he was two years ago. Like this is a that that team was dynamic, um, and and he added a layer for them offensively and, and defensively. He was he was special two years ago. So give him the benefit of, of a bad year and expect him to kind of not necessarily be that good, but like at least adequate. <laughs> I mean, he, right. he I think as long as he's better than he was last um, year, like that. Pacers are up next. There's something there at least. Game or. 46 and a half wins. Um, I'm, I ha I literally have the over written down and I'm going to change it. I, I like the under. So I'm, uh, yeah. So that I was about to do the same thing. Cause I don't know. We don't know. I wrote it. Cause back. I'm, but like without Victor, man, like without old Depot, I don't know. Are they gonna, is it going to work with the bonus miles? Turner yeah. And playing tons he had of a brutal injury. What is Malcolm Brogdon at point guard going to look like? These are just like a lot of questions that make me a little unsure about this. I do. I think they're going to be like pushing for the eight seed. Yeah, but I think that could. I think if you, I think if you win forty two games, you might be getting the a, a playoff berth. And oh, it seems like what we might be getting out of the Pacers. 
Yeah. I think they're going to be a playoff team. I just... I feel like they could just sit right at 46. Wait, I mean, what they were doing last year without Victor Oladipo, I think, is incre- was incredible. Uh, Nick McMillan needed to get more love in Coach of the Year last year because of that. But I can't expect them to do that again. Like, I think that was an anomaly. They rallied. But do that a second year without Victor Oladipo. I think if he's missing a significant time, but um, until he comes back. But I could also see them win 50 games. Like, they're probably the team, if I'm thinking third best team this year in the East. I think just regular season-wise, they've got the best chance just based on who's on their roster um, and past success. But Clippers are up next. A lot of that comes from knowing that Uh, Oladipo comes back. Even with the injuries at the beginning of the season, this is a team that I just have a tough time thinking that they're going to be bottom four in the West, and I think they win 50 games. I I think they win 55 games. This is a team, if they have one one of two of those wings healthy – let alone both, they're going to win a ton of games because the rest of that roster is really good. They're pretty well coached. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's it's really just, yeah, wins Paul, George comes back. But, yeah, I do think they're going to be right on that 55-56 game mark uh, for the season. Uh, just with Kawhi. I mean, even with Kawhi, Paul George, if they're going to take rest and take time off. But, um, yeah, once once those guys are healthy, I, I, they're they're going to win some games. They're, and, and that core group is still there, and they're going to um, – they're not going to take any nights off, that's for sure, especially now with the spotlight on them. And defensively, they might be, like – at once they're all healthy, they might be the best defensive team we may have ever seen. Right. Like, just <laughs> wing-wise and, and on the perimeter, the like, they're well. going to be Harrell's insane. Good. I mean, they just don't have – they don't have a ton of holes, so they're going to be they're gonna be really good. Lakers, I think we're both pretty high on them, too. You know, Anthony Davis already battling some – I mean, it, it's minor, but battling some injuries already is a little bit concerning, but – I like their chances at 50 over 50 and a half. Yeah, as long as yeah, LeBron stays healthy, I mean them being at 37 like 50 seems like high, but you got to ex- you got to expect yeah, LeBron's playing this full season, he coming off first time in forever that he wasn't in the postseason, so he's going to have fresh legs. And I think is taking receipts of all the shit people were talking about him in the playoffs at the end of last year, um, just the debacle that the end of that season was for them. And I think there's going to be the little Lakers drama, probably going to be a stretch where they lose a bunch of games. So, I mean, 50 is... It's going to be club. I think they're still like, yeah, 50... Two to fit maybe fifty five top end, um, but they're gonna be just set themselves up in a position to make the playoffs and I agree. Then it's Frizz, go time once they're in the playoffs. Uh, I like the over for them. Um, I just think they won thirty three games 
Last season, they lost Mike Conley, but I, I'm high on Ja Morant. I think he's going to be really fun. I think I just, I, Jaron Jackson was really good last year. I, I, I know they also traded uh, Marcus Soule during the season, but um, I don't know. I mean, I know that the West is going to be really good, and that's going to be tough to claw out You know, 30 games, but I think that they could win 28. I have a tough time thinking that a well-coached team with a lot of talent um, is going to lose, you know, 60 games. So I like the over, although I, I'm. Yeah. I think they're going to, they're like them in Phoenix. I've kind of feel the same about of like, if you, they did it right and they played well, but like, yeah, John Morant being a rookie, I think this time next year, if this was the number, I would, I would take the over, but I think they're, this is going to, especially, yeah, you mentioned uh, Gasol and Conley kind of being traded, uh, different parts, and not having either of those guys at all this year. And, I mean, rookie, like you said with Kobe White, I mean, like, rookie point guards do struggle at times in this league, and, I mean, they're probably more so than anything. Like, they'll, I, I guess, like, they're probably going to be a similar outlook, how we feel about, like, Probably more Atlanta than anything. Like they're probably Atlanta from last year. Um, so I, but I'm just I'm All gonna right, side just enough. because of, of um, them I'm being in the West on the under. Miami Heat talked about them already. Forty-three and a half wins. I love the over. Have a tough time thinking that they're gonna lose or have a tough time thinking they're not gonna win forty-five games this year. I love the over. Yeah, I mean, I do just because of Spolstra, but they're probably yeah, forty five is probably a good number for them once uh, of winning, um, good enough to be like the six seed because that's just kind of a, a if you're gonna have Jimmy Butler be your best player, that's probably top end what you're gonna do. But like, they'll be like the three alpha bulls and be able to like. You know potential of, of anything, but yeah, I mean the win forty six just because Spolstra is a, a very good coach and they've won yeah, a decent I, amount uh, of games with a lot less out. talent um, in years past. Fifty seven and a half wins, which is a lot. They won sixty last year. Uh, some turnover for them. I lean towards the under, which I know is going to be unpopular with you. Very unpopular. I think they're gonna get sixty again. They're, I uh, we'll see with the Brogdon loss. Like that's gonna be really where this number comes into play. But I think all things considered, like this team will continue to to play well, uh, and just and continue with what they did last year. Um, be interesting if they try to sit Giannis or give him any sort of load management at points uh, throughout the season, so that that could impact it as well, but um, I think what we saw from them last year, like I, I expect them to be a similar performing team um, in the regular yeah, season my, like they were big thing a year ago. I think we're going to, I think we'll talk about you know, you and I have some decisions to be made about MVP and how we feel about that. Um, Giannis, I like his chances of, of become, getting even better. Um, are we going to see Middleton be as good? Are we going to see Eric Bledsoe have as good of a regular season? 
are we going to see them for the most part be lucky when it comes to health all season? Like they had a lot go right, and they obviously lost Brogdon, so they lose some playmaking there. So, I, I it's not that I'm low on the Bucks. Sixty wins is just, or you know, winning 50, 58 games is just a lot, and I think they're gonna win, you know, probably fifty five, but fifty eight's a lot. So I have the under. Uh, Timberwolves are next. They won thirty six last year. They're at thirty five and a half. Uh, I actually like the over for them. It's a good number. It's a good number. That's a yeah, I, I think they, they're they kind of feel like they could be between... Yeah. Yeah. Like, they could be... I should see them between, like, 33 and 42 wins, really. Like, they're, there's a lot of variables with them that I just don't... I don't know at this point, like, what what they're going to be like when you see it. And just the not having Jimmy the turmoil, kind of that stuff last year, I mean... Man, I think yeah, just uh, it, there. There's too much for, to really predict on this. I mean, I would yeah, like stay away from it probably. But yeah, I, I, I can't I argue against close, yeah. You going with the over? Um, I uh, I lean towards the over, just because they truly did have a season from hell last year, and Robert Covington was hurt a lot in the second half of the year. So I think and Teague was hurt a lot as well. So I think if you get a healthy Teague, who I'm not super high on, but he's at least a decent starting point guard, and you get Robert Covington playing great defense and is a great 3 and D player, played through Cat a little bit more, I think they could win 37 games. Uh, but we'll see. Pelicans, no line on them right now. I think theirs was a, like upper 30s, maybe lower. I, I want to say his upper 30s, but... Um, with Zion being hurt, bit of a question mark. Knicks are up next, 26 and a half games. Uh, they won 17 last year. I cannot in good faith say that I think that they're going to win more <laughs> than 20, 25 games. Oh, yeah. with uh, the 25 power forwards they have in their team? Yeah, I would. I mean, I'd side on the under. I, I think they're gonna kind of struggle this season, and uh, I mean, Julius Randle's probably gonna put up some nice numbers for them, but I'm not, I'm not real right. sure on what they're all about or what the plan is yeah. at this point. I don't don't love their for the season. Thunder, thirty two and a half games. Um, a lot of uncertainty with them. I I struggle with this. Their current roster makes me think they could win more than that. Is Chris Paul going to stay? Are they going to be healthy? Those are two different questions. I have the under, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I uh, I I can't with good confidence say yeah, that team's gonna. Yeah, I think it's just going to trend in a way of just with how Chris Paul is and if they do struggle and losing. Like, I think this team's going to be kind of a mess this year. I think Billy Donovan's a pretty good candidate to be fired. Um, it's unfortunate for him in some ways, but also I've never thought he's been a great NBA coach. So, you know, he can prove it this year, I guess, but um, I think they're going to have uh, unravel at the seams as the year goes on. They won 42 last year. They're essentially rolling it back, plus adding Markel Fultz. I like the under. Don't see them having quite as much success. 
No, I'm I'm always gonna hate on the Magic. I, just, I didn't like anything on the roster last year, and they won 42. Congrats. Still, really don't like anything on their roster, and I I, I think Steve Clifford coached his ass off. I'll probably do the same thing this year, but I just I don't. I think they had a lot kind of go in their favor uh, in last year's team. I think there's just more talent, kind of that that middle second tier of the uh yep. the east um, this year that is gonna outperform them uh sixers 54 and a half um i struggle with this one too injuries scare me with them uh are you gonna how much are we gonna see him beating horford but they have a ton of talent so i can see why you would go over i have a slight under here I think they're uh, yeah. I'm really high on the Sixers, and I think this is um, just that top line talent that they do have. Yeah, health. Oh, we've talked about health with them every year, but I think Embiid's at this point proven he can play a full season. You know, do knock on wood. We will knock on wood for that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm so good with them. I, I think they're they're going to be really dominant this year defensively. Um, with what they're able to do. So right. I'm, I'm going to side um, with that and take the over. Suns, 29 and a half. Won 19 games a year ago. They got Ricky Rubio this offseason. Uh, DeAndre Ayton one year further along. Um, I still like the under. This is... West gets tougher. Um, paid Kelly Oubre. Still don't love their wings. Traded away. Uh, TJ Warren. Don't... Don't, don't love the over here. Yeah, I'm just not really... I'm not going to side with the Suns that much. I I got to see more out of them. I I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'd, 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 I'd like to be surprised with them, but I'm just not really sure with that team what they're what they're trying to do and in a lot of different aspects but yeah i think deandre aiden's be great for them i think he'll improve and, and be good this season but in that division within the west and everything yeah they're gonna be just uh they're gonna get beat up still again this year uh they won 53 a year ago um you know they had a lot of turnover nurkic isn't healthy Cancer goes elsewhere. They trade for Whiteside. Um, uh, I'm, they trade for Kent Bazemore. So this is going to be um, some different some different faces, but same stars. Uh, I I have the over for them. I feel like every year we expect them to regress, and they always over or overperform. Um, I think they're going to be right at forty eight wins. Yeah, and I do really like. I, I took the over to kind of with the banking. I I, I think they're going to make a, a trade at some point to try to upgrade with this team um, and really try to to make a run at the title. And if if they're if they do get off to a good start, but um, so kind of you know if they were able to add Kevin Love, I think that 
that changes the dynamic of this team by a ton in uh, the projections of, of okay. how they'll be able to do He's this got year. A few more here. Uh, Kings are next, 38 and a half. Um, they won 39 a year ago. I have the under. I mean, I, I talked about how much I'm, I'm excited for them, and I'm now I'm shitting on them a little bit. I, I tend to go towards the under. I just think they're still a really young team. Uh, I think losing Willie Cully Stein, I, I don't, I mean, I know they got Deadman, so hopefully he just fills in there, but, um, I don't know. I think with the West getting better, this is a really good line. I think it's going to be close. I like, I lean the under. Yeah, I maybe I might change mine to the under. This is another one, but they're going to be right there. You might be on the side of just with other, some other teams, but they're going to be close, man. That's really close with them. I'm not. I'm not sure. But maybe it's smart to go the under with them, just with you know the wins that available that are out there, and, and just some of the other right. teams that yeah, improved close. in that um, Spurs are next, in that conference. And a half, won forty eight years ago. They get Lonnie Walker. Um, oh, we uh, Dejounte Murray, who also got extended today. I forgot about that. Um, Dejounte Murray. Right. Um, we. Sign with Poon or uh, I, New Balance. I like the over for them. Yeah, I'm never. I'm just not gonna uh, dare bet the under. The Greg Popovich team at this point, and I love Dejounte Murray a lot. So I mean, him coming back. Uh, and they were really high on him going into the year before he got hurt. Um, I assume they're going to figure out a way to knock out, at least yep. get to 48 um, wins again like they did last Raptors, year. Raptors, Jazz, and Wizards are who we're wrapping up with. Raptors at 46 and a half. I like the over. I just think even with losing Kawhi, that is still a really good team, really well coached. East is bad, and I think that they win close to 50 games. They're going to be right at that 46 mark. Like, that's a really good number for them. Um, and I took the I took the over just with that core group. But, I mean, they're, they're going to be a team that really relies on being, being effective defensively. And there's kind of some signs that that might not be, by some of Nick Nurse's comments recently, that might not be the case to start. So, we'll see. Uh, with some of the new guys yeah, they added I, in, I but they're going to be right around that that mark. One close to fifty games. Jazz fifty three and a half. Love the under. Um, I'm just not as high on Conley and Dama Mitchell and all these pieces working. And yeah, I'm just I'm just yeah. not high on them. This is I cannot honestly say that there's no bias in these comments, but it's the truth. Fit. I'm I'm high on the Jazz. I like the offseason and everything, but that number is tough. That's tough for me to, to sell myself on it until I see it in play. Um, and if you know Rudy Gobert goes down for any extended amount of time this and during the year, like that really um, hurts their chances of being able to surpass that number. Yeah. 
And everyone has the under for the Wizards, right? Yeah, so I... I They're going to be awful. They might have the worst record in the league. They won 32 games a year ago. I have no reason to think that they're going to win even close to that this upcoming season. I have the under as well. Um, And that wraps up over-unders for us, PJ. Let's... uh, Yeah, dude. We, we I think there's only one shout-out we need to have. It's just shout-out the league being back, right? Uh, we don't get the full the full effect out of that rivalry, and we definitely don't get the full effect from the Raptors-Pelicans matchup with Zion being out. But nonetheless, this, the league is back. All is good in the world. Yes, all is good in the world. So Basketball's back. I don't care. Basketball's back. In next week break down these initial games how things are looking to start the season but pj it's been fun man here goes another season baby it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time all right thanks everyone for listening uh comment rate what it do baby Um,